is up, Crusty Crustaceans Fantasy Football League. It's your boy, Owen O, coming to you live from Max Kimball's HHR on the road in Georgia, going back to Iowa. Can I get a what up? What up? <laughs> in the HHR with me is none other than Nick, the math guy, old slogger. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. You talk some football. Nick, how much do you like math? Uh, more than football. He likes it more than football. He likes it enough that he's going to be a math teacher. Nick just graduated from Iowa State University uh, last week yep, with last a degree in math. Saturday, yep. You're going to teach eighth graders over in Omaha. Yeah, Omaha, Nebraska. Are you pumped about that? I'm pretty pumped about that. No NFL teams there, but the, uh, the Huskers, I don't know. They're a big deal. They're not as good as Iowa State, though. That's true, that's true. And uh, coming from Iowa, we hate the Huskers. But uh, congrats, Nick, on the job and uh, the bright future. We're also joined by Emily, the psychologist calls Ron. <laughs> Emily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said my name wrong, and I'm Coles also not a psychologist. Rude. Wait, is it Colesrude? Yeah. Uh, I always say Colesrude. Psych major. Yeah, I know. That's Psych my bad. Major, not a psychologist. What's the difference? Well, I don't have my PhD in psychology, so... So you're just a psych and not a psychologist? Yeah. A psyche? Sure. <laughs> Can you give us a definition of a psych? No. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> Emily, who is your favorite football team? Um, well, I don't... I NFL team? Yes. Okay. Well, I gotta be, say true and blue to my dad's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Alright, so she likes America's team because yes. of her dad. Um, yes. That's cool. Very patriotic. Very patriotic. Cool, cool, cool. That. I'm a Vikings fan, so we got two Vikings fans and a Cowboys fan bringing you the, the scoop today on the NFL draft. Skull, baby. Um, little side note for you. That intro song was uh, galvanized by the Chemical Brothers. That's right. uh, Nick, do you want to say the backstory on why we chose that song? Yeah, man. So we were just chilling in Orlando on this vacation, watching some TV, and Michelin came on with a commercial with this hype song. And uh, we were like, dude, what's that song? And we dug into it and found out it was called Galvanized by the Chemical Brothers. And we were like, does not make me want to buy tires, but it does make me want to get hyped. So. Yeah, it is, it is such a hype song. It is so good. Uh, another funny note. Uh, did y'all know that the tires on the space shuttle Atlantis were Michelin tires? We found that out yesterday at the Kennedy Space Center. We took a picture with it. Uh, yeah, so just a little fun fact there. Also, another fun fact for you guys. This episode is going to be full of fun facts. Uh, we are driving through the Appalachian Mountains right now, and it is gorgeous. So much more beautiful than I thought it would be. And I kind of want to just stay here for a night, but we're going to keep driving through. All right, let's get into the topics for today, which is the NFL draft. It happened, what, three weeks ago now? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, we're going to focus on the first round because we honestly don't know that much about football. Um, just to clarify that and point that out so you don't come hating on us after you listen to this. Yeah, uh, I'm so- a soccer player by trade. I've watched enough to talk, but... <laughs> and then Owen, Owen's our player personnel expert yep. having had the most experience in yep. the game. Uh, I played it in high school at a very high level. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm basically qualified to talk anything football. 
Uh, Emily went to walk-on high school, who is very good at football. Yeah. I think they went to state all four years. You were there, correct? Yeah, state champs, baby. Where, how many years did they win state champs? Um, three out of the last six years, I think. But we've gone to the Dome every year. All right, they go to the Dome every year, and 50% of the time they win. So walk-on, Emily's alma mater, killing it at the high school football game oh, up in yeah. northeast Iowa. All right, so... The NFL draft. The first pick was pretty obvious one. Trevor Lawrence. Woo! Out of Clemson. He went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nobody was surprised by that. Jacksonville would have been hated on so much if they didn't take him. Uh, how do we feel about that pick, y'all? Well, he just got married. <laughs> That's about all I know. Yo, me and Nick earlier were talking about if Emily and Viv know anything about football, and I brought up the fact that they're like, yeah, they know that he got married. <laughs> hey, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is gorgeous, guys. Y'all, I wish we could show you a video of what we're driving over. It's like a river with the mountains. It's a great view. Man, uh, we're just going to take a couple seconds to enjoy this. We'll be back. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick. Uh, as a quarterback to the Jacksonville Jaguars, he just got married last month. Thank you, Emily, for that fun fact. Uh, I would say he's going to be pretty fantasy relevant this year. You're going to be able to stream him. He's not going to be a guy that you plug into your offense and say he's a starter every week. I would say he's like Joe Burrow last year. He's going to play. I think he's going to do okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I'd add that usually when I look at rookie quarterbacks, uh, I look at their rushing potential because generally there's going to be some adjustment to NFL passing games. They're going to try to make throws that worked in college and the NFL secondaries are going to be all over it. Uh, so it's going to take some adjustment. You saw that with Burrow last year. His interceptions were way up from college. He didn't have the same receivers. He was getting used to those NFL defenses. But if you went with Kyler Murray the year before that, he had the rushing potential where you could make him a year one starter on your team because he's getting points both in the air and on the ground. And I usually look for that in a quarterback because having that dual threat option gives you two ways to support fantasy balls. So I agree with that, Nick, especially in today's NFL. There's more and more dual threat quarterbacks, and they just they score better when they rush. Uh, you saw it with Lamar Jackson. He didn't do so great this year, but the year before, he was phenomenal. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, great analysis from Nick there. All right, Trevor Lawrence, nice job getting the first overall pick. Hope you shine down in Jacksonville. I do like the Jaguars just because I like the colors and I like their mascot. That was my high school's color and mascot, so holla. And they're underdogs. So yep, underdogs. They haven't been good in a while. All day, baby. All right, Emily, want to give us the second pick? Zach Wilson from BYU. Going to? The Jets. The Jets. All right. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I know one fact about him. <laughs> you know a fact about him? Yes. It has been said that he has a very attractive mom. Is she a MILF, though? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, bro. Really. I don't know. Where, where did your... <laughs> what's your source there? It's very reliable. Okay. TikTok. Okay. TikTok says that Zach Wilson's mom is very attractive. We'll verify that after the show, but I think that's a pretty reliable source. So Zach Wilson out of BYU, uh, he kind of became a thing this year as BYU had a phenomenal season. Uh, he shined bright. 
he had a funny moment against Coastal Carolina where he just got molested by two Coastal Carolina players. Molested might not be the right term. Um, harassed. Yeah, pummel, assaulted, pummel on a dirty play. Yeah, it was, it was kind of dirty. Um, yeah, he went the number one, number two overall. I have no idea about Zach Wilson. I didn't watch him play this year at all. Nick? Yeah, some of the comparisons uh, I've heard about him are, like, really promising and high. Like, talking about Baker Mayfield um, as probably a more positive comparison. But he's got that kind of improvisation game that we first saw with Johnny Manziel. And... <laughs> that's kind of a maybe like yellow flag like we don't know about this guy um, because Johnny Menzel looked great in college he made all, a lot of plays that are similar to what Zach Wilson was doing this year uh, but he did not translate to the NFL at all so um, the Jets I feel like took a risk with him I mean you had people on the board like Justin Fields who played at a a top, top, top college program against top defenses every week. That guy had been groomed for the NFL, and they went with somebody that they think has the upside, they think has the dynamism that their team has been missing. But uh, I think it was a risk, so... We'll see. (laughs) Man, Nick, you are bringing such great uh, analytical depth to this show that I just don't bring to it. So, man, I, we're going to have to do this more often, Nick. Um, you compared Zach Wilson to Baker Mayfield, which, you know, that kind of that kind of hurts me because Baker Mayfield is my guy. And Baker Mayfield is just this devilish, handsomely good-looking man. And Are Zach Wilson... Zach Wilson's not? I mean, I mean he's got a baby face. Kelly boy, but, like... Yeah, I think Zach Wilson has a baby face. And he, he's got kind of face that I see, and I'm like, I kind of want to punch that guy. Um, but Baker Mayfield, on the other hand... Uh, good-looking guy. I think some people see Baker Mayfield and they say, man, I kind of want to punch that guy. That's true. He, he kind of looks like a D-bag. Especially those people in Columbus. Yeah, probably those people in Columbus a lot. Um, I would like to say that I think both of them are attractive. Emily would uh, marry both of them. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe. Alright, so that was the number two overall pick with the Jets. Do we think he's going to succeed with the Jets? No. Why, Emily? Um, I just feel like the Jets are kind of a trash bag of a team, and that's about it. Uh, I would agree with that. I mean, you lost, like, Jamal Adams when he was 24, like, not even in his prime. He wanted to leave, so, like, they're, they've been struggling, and uh, he's going to play, so, like, you could consider him for fantasy potential, but for me, I feel like... I'm going to watch, like, three weeks of this guy before I take a chance on him. Yep. The Jets, uh, I was watching the Pat McAfee show, and they looked at, like, the past 20 or 30 years of the Jets. Uh, None of them were good. I think Mark Sanchez was only one of two quarterbacks with the Jets to have a winning record. So the Jets are kind of a death or, like, kind of a graveyard for quarterbacks. So good luck to the young man. I don't think he's going to do very well. I think, you know, he's going to sputter out in four years, just like they traded away Sam Darnold. So, I don't know. At least you got Adam Gase out of there because he was terrible. Um, let's move to the number third overall pick. Trey Lance from North Dakota State going to San Francisco. Woo! Another NDSU boy going. We had Carson Wentz go a couple years ago. We saw him lead the Eagles almost to a Super Bowl before 
Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. It did. Yeah. yeah, took over and won it for that team. Uh, but Carson Wentz had a good couple years. He's kind of struggled this past year. Um, yeah, so we'll see if Trey Lance can be another QB out of NDSU to make it in the NFL. To the 49ers, man, that story. They, the 49ers just want a divorce from Jimmy G. They're not happy with him. Their coach came out. Somebody asked him if he would be on the roster at the end of the week. And their coach, instead of saying, like, yeah, he'll be on the roster, he just said, I don't know if anybody will be on the roster at the end of the week. I don't know if we'll be alive at the end of the week. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, kind of dramatic from that coach. But uh, they took Trey Lance with the third overall. And this one is a big mystery to me. It's a, uh, I don't know, it's a, Nick, what would you call it? Yeah, mystery is a, a decent word. Like, they're putting a big investment into a young quarterback from an FCS school when they just two years ago went to the Super Bowl with the quarterback they still have on their roster. So, like, it's it's a big big question mark, like Owen was saying. Um, it sounds like their coach and their franchise just isn't really invested in Jimmy G anymore. Um, but Jimmy G is still there. And... Trey Lance, like, if they're trying to win now, Trey Lance, who, who has ever heard of a rookie quarterback going to the Super Bowl? I can't remember it in my lifetime, so. No, sir. That's that's my take. Um, I'm not even sure he's going to be the week one starter, so if you're trying to draft him, like, maybe in your last round, think about that, but. Yeah, I mean, I probably would, you know, Again, kind of like Zach Wilson. You're going to wait to see the first couple weeks. If he even plays, then if he does, you're going to analyze if he has fantasy relevancy. If he, is he putting up points? Is he rushing a little bit? Yeah, you're just going to have to watch. The 49ers are a good team. They have good coaches. They're a good organization. So they're going to succeed this year with or without Trey Lance. It's just whether or not they decide to put him in over Jimmy G. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to tag on to that. The upside with Trey Lance is higher than Zach because – think about the offense they have um george kittles an elite tight end um from not a great college but we'll get over that um <laughs> debo samuel showed a lot of promise doing a lot of different things at the offense they have a strong running attack yep. so brandon um, Ayuk. he was brandon Ayuk. he was yukin <laughs> whatever that means so they've got the receivers um for lance to use if he gets in the game, he's also got rushing potential, so he could get you uh, some points there. And uh, I also like to think when I'm drafting offensive players, like if this team has a good defense, their offense is going to have the ball more. So if you think about San Francisco having that number one defense two years ago and then having a couple injuries last year, but coming back this year with pretty much the same defense, uh, if their defense shows up, their offense is going to have the ball a lot. And so it's it's intriguing there to, to take a shot on Trey Lance if either in the late late round in the draft or after a week or two and you see that he's playing, um, that might be somebody you want on your bench. Yep, I would say Trey Lance should be looked at more than Zach Wilson. Most definitely. <laughs> All right, um, what is our fourth pick? Kyle Pitts from Florida for the... Atlanta Falcons. Go Gators. Mm, chomp, chomp. So Kyle Pitts is a tight end out of Florida. I think he's the – is he the highest tight end ever drafted? Yeah. Man, so I don't like this pick for the Atlanta Falcons, mainly because 
I don't know. Personally, I think Kyle Pitts is overhyped. I don't think he's that fourth overall game changer that people make him out to be. Um, yeah, so I just don't get on the hype train. A lot of people do, but I don't like the pick for the Hawks. Nick? Yeah, I would uh, pretty much agree with that. Like, I haven't watched Kyle Pitts a ton, and some of the analysts are like, this guy's already in the Hall of Fame, and he hasn't even played a snap. Like, uh, those are just such big expectations and shoes to fill. Um, in fantasy terms, uh, this guy has some things you should be cautious about, namely that there's a lot of other weapons on that offense. They they are going to use that rushing attack with Todd Gurley. They have two elite wide receivers in Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. And so this guy is not guaranteed touches of the ball. Uh, so he, he is being hyped as an elite tight end before he's even played a snap. So kind of worth a look, but at the same time, he's in a stacked offense with a lot of other weapons, and he may or may not get the touches every week. Yeah, and the tight end market in fantasy is very weak. You have three or four guys at the top, and then after that, it takes a huge leap off a cliff for tight end relevancy in fantasy. So I have no problem if you want to spend a late-round draft pick on Kyle Pitts, but do not spend up for him just because I don't think the hype is there and I don't think he's going to produce as a top-five tight end this year. He could, but I don't see it happening. Emily, do you got anything on Kyle Pitts? No, I just I like the tight end position. I don't know. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Yeah, they're being – I'd add to that. Like, they're being used more and more. We saw that in the playoffs last year with, like, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes really isolating Travis Kelsey as a receiver on defensive backs or then bringing him in to burn some linebackers. So uh, – and the analysts are all over that. They're saying, like, tight ends might become huge fantasy players because offenses are starting to really use them because of the mismatches they create. And Kyle Pitts, I think that's why the analysts are crazy about Kyle Pitts. He, he's a mismatch nightmare. He's got the hands. He's got the speed. He's got the size. Um, we're just, it's its a big risk because we don't know how Atlanta's going to use him. We don't know how much Atlanta's going to use him. We don't know if he's going to be good in the NFL. Uh, he's hyped up, but like we've seen players that are hyped up flop in the NFL. So just... Take, take all that praise with a grain of salt. I think that's that's my take. All right, we'll move on. Give us a number five, Em. Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU for the Bengals. Jamar Chase relinking with his old quarterback, Joe Burrow. Yeah, super interesting pick there. Um, Joe Burrow dominant in college with the receiving core. Jamar Chase being what? college football kind of analyst we're saying was the clear number one receiver in that just stacked core with Justin Jefferson who showed out his rookie season um, you could guess for fantasy that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to have chemistry um, my biggest concern is that the Bengals didn't address their offensive line and Joe Burrow was constantly sacked constantly under pressure um, constantly improvising and not able to make just the easy plays in the game. I'm 
got a question for you guys. How important is a high pick for an offensive lineman? So, I was talking to my brother-in-law last weekend, and he said in the old days, the old days, like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, the old first, days. like, the top pick was always offensive tackles. Because quarterbacks are so hard to guess on if they're actually going to be good in the NFL or not. But offensive tackles are a more sure pick. An offensive tackle can translate from college to NFL more easily than a quarterback. So you always spent the money on the offensive tackles to protect your quarterback because the money would be more guaranteed there. But now we've switched that to taking flyers on QBs because we're NFL teams are so QB hungry right now. They can't get enough QBs because they don't think we have enough quality QBs. So, a high offensive draft pick, you said on offensive linemen? Yeah. I think that needs. I think more high picks should be on offensive linemen because that money will pay off more than I feel like a quarterback will. But teams are so scared of missing out on a generational quarterback, which is why we see him going so many, so many quarterbacks in the first round now. Nick? Yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, I mean, the Bengals passed on a guy named Penny Sewell who went to the Lions a couple picks later. And Sewell... Like, everybody's sure he's just going to be a strong offensive lineman in the NFL. He's got, like, everything people think an offensive lineman needs. He's going to be a dog in the trenches. Um, And the Bengals needed something like that. I I watched them play the Steelers last year, and the Steelers were in the backfield on every single play. Um, Or maybe that was two years ago. They've tried to work on it. They've got a couple draft picks in there, kind of second and third rounds. But uh, that needs to come together, I think, for the Bengals to be a really strong fantasy option offense to be drawing from. Because until that happens, you're going to get Joe Burrow throwing picks and taking sacks. Um, Their wide receivers are going to be really inconsistent. Um, Like, sometimes they're going to have big weeks. Sometimes they're not going to they're going to get like three catches for 30 yards like uh, I, I think Jamar Chase watching what Justin Jefferson did he's got upside but going to the Bengals uh, that hurts it, it hurts it's it's a sketchy situation for him um, hit or miss pick right there for a fantasy option yep. I would say the only must draft player from the Bengals is Joe Mixon and that is because Joe Mixon is an elite running back he is simply on a very crappy team who we already said, Nick already said, has a terrible offensive line. Other than Joe Mixon, you know, fine. You want to draft Joe Burrow later on, do it. You want to draft Jamar Chase later on, do it. Uh, they also have T. Higgins, don't they? Yeah, T. T. Higgins, I would draft T. Higgins. He, he's worth a draft pick for sure. He showed upside last year for sure. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's the Bengals. Uh, yeah. All right. Next draft pick, please. Are we on six? Yes. Jaden Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama, for the Miami Dolphins. For the Dolphins. Um, he also is going back to his former quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, out of Alabama. Um, so another team that wanted to link up quarterbacks and receivers from college. I'm okay with it. Um, they took him over, who was the Heisman Trophy winner? Uh, Trevor Long? No, receiver out of Alabama. Oh, yeah, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. So yeah, they took yeah. Talon Waddle over Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Sorry, Jalen Waddle. Uh, what did I say? Tylen 
Wallace. Which Tylen Wallace is a wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. So, so he got drafted not in the first round, but you yeah, know, still a decent pick. Still a decent receiver. Um, so you know, I kind of question that, um, but you know, I really don't know much about this pick. It's fine for the Dolphins. Yeah, I would compare Jalen Waddle to another Alabama wide receiver that got drafted last year, Henry Ruggs. Both of them have been, like, Henry Ruggs at the Combine ran something like a 4.27. Um, people were saying that Waddle's got similar speed. Uh, they both made plays in college where they just ran away from people and scored touchdowns when they really shouldn't have just because they're just that fast. Um, they played for Alabama, so you know they're well-coached. Um, but I took a flyer on Henry Ruggs last year, and it didn't necessarily work out because just like uh, some of those quarterbacks need to adjust to the NFL, some of these wide receivers need to adjust to NFL secondaries being faster than the ones they saw in college. They need to adjust to them being more physical. Um, they're going to have a lot less room, and some of these coaches aren't going to just – be handing the ball to these guys as much as their college coaches were doing. So uh, Waddle's got big play potential. Anytime he gets the ball, I'm just not sure. Having watched Miami, I haven't watched Miami. I'm not sure what sort of situations Miami's going to try to get the ball to him. Whether it's going to be screens or slants, kick returns, punt returns. Um, which it's it's not a great idea to count on fantasy players for punt return or kick return points. Uh, but he's, he's an exciting player, somebody kind of like the Zach Wilson where uh, give him a couple weeks, and, and if he's looking consistent, if he's getting more than like seven or eight targets a game, uh, he might be something, somebody to pick up because he's got that playmaking ability to get big points. Uh, I, would also, I would just pair him with somebody that was more consistent, somebody like a Jarvis Landry that gets eight catches for 80 yards every game. So you talked about Ruggs. He plays for Denver, correct? He's a Raider. He's oh, he's a Raider. Oakland Raider. All right, so that's still kind of the point I was going to make if he played for Denver. He played for the Raiders, who I do not think are a good football team. I don't think they have a good coach, and so I think that affects him a little bit. Um, I think Miami is a good team. team. I think yeah. they have a good coach, so I think that shows more upside for Waddle than Ruggs. Um, just right. because of the team there. He's not going to be the number one receiver, though, too. Uh, Devontae Parker is going to be their top guy. Yeah. So, And they've got Kasiki at tight end, yeah. who's also going to get a lot of just targets because uh, he's a big, strong, sure-handed receive, uh, tight end there. So uh, I'm not sure how much Waddle's going to see the ball, but if, if he is seeing the ball consistently in the 8 to 10 touches a game, that might be some somebody to be really interested in. What's next, Em? Penny. All right, he's an offensive lineman, great guy. We're not going to focus on him because yeah. he is not he, fantasy relevant. He well, did lose to Iowa State, though. Yeah, in the bowl game. Played the for the game. Oregon Ducks. Uh, he actually sat out the season in oh. college. Um, <laughs> he did it. To, to go to the NFL. Uh, the scouts knew that he was good. He knew that he was good. Um, I think just a, a note on people like offensive linemen isn't it's okay to to focus on them um to see if they would increase the value of other fancy players on their team when you were talking about the lions 
this year the Lions are going to be like a don't draft anybody kind of team. They'll unless I I don't know. I'm steering clear of the Lions. They're, they're so the only guy from the Lions would be DeAndre Swift. Um, he might show some potential. He some games you could plug him in last year, but there are also some games you could plug in Adrian Peterson last year for the Lions. So right, it's gonna split and carries and good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a hit and miss, and I would just avoid the Lions if you can. If you're desperate. Maybe Swift, but that'd be it. And Sewell should help Swift in the run game. Yeah, maybe TJ Hawkinson. Um, yep. But they've got new quarterback Jared Goff. There's just a lot of things going on in Detroit where I, I would be cautious about that. Yep. Don't draft the Lions. Roar. Okay. Uh, then we had a cornerback, another cornerback. Uh, the 10th pick was the Heisman Trophy winner. Devonta Smith. Wide receiver from Alabama going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Woo! The Eagles. Second year in a row they've drafted a wide receiver in the first round. Last yep. year it was Jalen Rager out of TCU who went right before Justin Jefferson and everybody talked about that because Jefferson was an extremely good player in his rookie year and Rager got hurt. So uh, the Eagles are an interesting team. I would add, like, it looks like Jalen Hurts is their guy at quarterback. Jalen Hurts played with Devontae Smith in college in Alabama, so we have another team drafting a wide receiver that played with the quarterback on their team in college. Uh, Devontae Smith is an interesting NFL prospect. Everybody talked about his weight in college. He weighs in at about 166 to 170 pounds, um, which people were like, that's too light to play college football. Now that he's in the NFL, it's kind of like, dang, that's, that's a pretty super light NFL player. Um, but he showed, and he consistently shows, that he's got the route running and the speed to be effective at high-level football. Uh, but I would probably take a pass on Devontae uh, because he's a rookie um, I don't know what the Eagles are going to look like this year. Um, they've made a lot of changes. I'm not sure if he's going to be the number one guy. I usually like to look for number one guys, especially if they're not on an elite offense, uh, which I'm not sure Philadelphia has an elite offense this year. So uh, I've got a, a big yellow flag for Devontae Smith. Yep, I like the pick for the Eagles, but I agree with Nick. This isn't a guy that you're going to draft for sure. See what he does. Jalen Hurts, his quarterback, I don't know how well he's going to do. He struggled the last game of last season. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Eagles are going through a new coach now. Um, it's going to be a little rough for them this year. I would see what Smith does the first couple weeks, and then if he's still open in free agency, take him if he's doing something. I wouldn't draft him, though. Next one. Uh, Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State for the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Woo. The Bears. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so I like this pick. Chicago needed a quarterback. Um, they went out and got Andy Dalton in free agency to partner with Nick Foles. And I felt, I honestly felt bad for the Bears franchise because that sucks. Um, so they got a little bit of hype now with Justin Fields. I do also feel bad for Justin Fields, though, because he went to the Bears who are also a graveyard for quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I mean, if he does good the first couple weeks, 
then you might be able to plug and play him. I'm not going to draft him. I'm not saying that... Yeah, I would say don't draft him. I don't even know if he's the starter. You know, they spent money on Andy Dalton in the in the offseason. So I expect them to take a look at Andy Dalton before Justin Fields. But they did trade up a lot to get Justin Fields. So the Bears fans are going to be screaming right away that they want Justin Fields. Right. Yeah, it's a really similar pick to Trey Lance. Uh, you've got a strong organization investing a lot in a rookie quarterback. But the team is kind of in a win now uh, situation where that defense over there is good enough to win now. Uh, they they will get the ball with Khalil Mack and their their line. Um, they're linebackers. Um, they've got somebody out of Georgia. I can't remember his name right now. That just flies whenever he plays the Vikings. He just destroys us because he's got just insane speed and just. You're not talking Mack, are you? No, no. Somebody else. Can't remember. And then their secondary is good too. Uh, they're they're great on defense. Um, so their offense is going to have lots of chances. Um, Fields is also interesting because, like Lance, he's he showed a lot in college, and he ran a four four two at his pro day. Um, that means he can he could get some stuff on the ground. Although that wasn't what he generally did uh, when he was in college. He wasn't kind of a scramble first guy. He he threw a lot. Um, but that's also kind of Ohio State's offense. So lots of question marks. He's got a lot of talent. Uh, we're not sure he's going to be a week one starter, like Owen said. But he's kind of interesting. Um, they've got a decent offense there in Chicago with David Montgomery, Allen Robinson. They've got some weapons. Um, keep your eye on him. Uh, probably a no-draft quarterback, but keep your eye on him. Sweet. I agree, Nick. Emily, you got anything to add? Nope. All right, give us our next pick. Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State, going to the Dallas Cowboys. All right, defensive guy, because for the second time, we're going to move on. Yep. Uh, Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern, going to the Chargers. All right. Yeah, that's what it is. Let's jump down to the pick number 15. Okay, Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama, going to the Patriots. Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback. He was in the Heisman running. His receiver won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he looks pretty comparable to Tom Brady in his rookie season. That's why the Patriots like him, I think. Um, yeah, Belichick, he needs a quarterback. He has Cam Newton, who is not the long-term answer up in Foxborough. Uh, Mac Jones is another guy who, yep, you're just going to have to watch him. I'm not going to draft him. You shouldn't either. Uh, just see what happens there. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think of his potential, Nick? Yeah, I, I, I like to laugh because I think it is kind of funny that he's probably the quarterback that looks most like Brady, and I think the Patriots are kind of like, we need somebody like Brady, but we can't have Brady, so we're going to try to draft the guy that looks most like Brady. Uh, it's, I don't know, I think it's a good chance to talk about Cam Newton, who was injured and in, with a new team last year and I've got I had him last year on pretty high on my board of quarterbacks that could just put up a lot of points because he can score touchdowns with his legs they like to run him in from less than five yards um, I think given another year he could he could be really big my biggest concern with the Patriots in general is uh, Tom Brady didn't have any receivers they still don't have any receivers who is he throwing the ball to? I have no idea. Uh, so that's 
I've watched that. Like, that's something to be concerned about. But uh, Mac Jones, Tom Brady look alike. I think the Patriots are just in withdrawal from losing their, their GOAT. I agree with that. They're kind of scrambling to figure out what to do. A little bit of side note for there the, for you. The Patriots also drafted Ramondre Stevenson, running back out of Oklahoma, I think in the fourth round. Uh, I wanted the Vikings to draft him, but they didn't. The Patriots did. The Patriots got a steal, in my opinion, with that pick. Uh, you'll have to watch Ramondre Stevenson in the first couple games because, Nick just said, the Patriots, no good running backs, no good receivers. We don't know who their skill players are. So Ramondre Stevenson is going to get a chance. So watch him at running back. Uh, fantasy leagues are always running back hungry. You're always looking for the next guy who's going to bust it open. Ramondre Stevenson is going to be that guy. Did he I'm, run all over Iowa State in the Big 12 championship? Uh, so, I don't remember, but Ramondre Stevenson is not a speed guy. He's a patience guy. He's going to follow his blocks, and he's going to break tackles. And he's going to, yeah, he's going to break it open a little bit. He's not going to run away from you, though. Um, but he probably did. I don't. He did not play in their regular season matchup because he was suspended for the first four games of the season. If they would have had him in those games, I think Oklahoma would have only won one game, lost one game during the regular season, and they would have made the playoffs. I guarantee it. Um, so yeah, watch for Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's a really good steal. I'm thinking about drafting him in the last round of the draft just because I want him on my team, and I think he might be a flyer. Yeah, this is an o- o- Oklahoma University homie right here, homeboy. What's up? Talking. Um, I'm not taking a flyer on him in the draft, but it is interesting to watch some of these rookies that, especially at the running back position, that's an injury-prone position. That's some. It's also a position where we've seen big rookie performances, especially from people that weren't drafted in the first round, like James Robinson last year. So, yeah, keep an eye on him. All right, what's our next pick? Um... Zaven Collins, linebacker from Tulsa. All right, give me the next offensive guy. Uh, Number 20. Okay. Kadarius? Yep. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, Florida going to the New York Giants. The New York Giants take a wide receiver for. What is his name? <laughs> Kadarius Tony. No, Kadarius Tony, sorry. Go Gators again. Another yeah, uh, Gator guy. What is the Giants' quarterback's name? They've got, <laughs> I wanted to say Mac Jones, it's Daniel Jones, Daniel and they Jones. look very similar, although Daniel Jones is slightly faster, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the Giants are kind of a uh, yellow flag offense in general, unless you're drafting Saquon Barkley, who's just an absolute monster. Um, I would be super tentative about Kadarius Tony as a fantasy option, um, I think they have a couple wide receivers in New York, like uh, Sterling Shepard gets looks. Uh, they had another guy last year, Clayton. I think Darius Clayton was putting up some points. Slayton? Slayton. I think Darius Slayton. Slayton. Uh, so he was putting up points. So Tony might come in as a third guy. Um, he's also a slot receiver. I've watched a lot of slot receivers like him get drafted in the first round and this just kind of flame out. Um, my, the one that comes to mind is Tavon Austin with the Rams like 10 years ago and he did almost nothing in the NFL so I have a huge like red flag by Tony until he proves himself uh, but I don't know Owen do you have any other thoughts yeah I don't really know anything about him other than he played for Florida and Oklahoma killed Florida in their bowl game their defense shut Florida down granted they didn't have Kyle Pitts um, 
So, I don't know. if that's Oklahoma's defense is not great, and it's questionable. So, if they can shut him down, I would have question marks about this guy. Don't draft him. And I would say he, you're probably not even going to look at him just to see what he's doing uh, in the season. But I don't think he will be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I don't think – if you hear about him, you'll know. Otherwise, I think he could go forgotten throughout the season. Yep. All right, what's next, Em? Najee Harris, running back from Alabama, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots of guys were saying the Steelers were going to draft a running back. Uh, they didn't know who it was going to be. But, yeah, Najee Harris out of Alabama, he's a good back. Um, lots of guys say you shouldn't draft a running back in the first round because it is so injury-prone, and you're spending a lot of money when you take him in the first round. So we'll see if this pays off for the Steelers. Mainly, they just need a good offensive line. Because you saw Bell succeed with them when they had a good offensive line. You saw, um, gosh, who was their latest running back that they uh, just let go? James Conner. Yep. You saw James Conner succeed with Conner. them when they had a good line. Their line was not good this past year, and their running game was not good. So if they fix that, Najee Harris will be fine. And I think he will, yeah, give him a nod in fantasy. Maybe don't draft him. You can take a flyer if you want him, if you want to. I think Nick would take him in the draft at a certain point. Yeah, he's going to be interesting. I think uh, he could be the running back that's kind of like Josh Jacobs last year where you're going to see him in the top 10 or top 20 on your draft board and you're going to be like, I've never heard of this guy. Should I draft him that high? And uh, I would maybe read an article about him to see like what the hype is in Pittsburgh's training camp before the draft. Um, because I did that with Patrick Mahomes, and that worked out for me a couple years back. Um, but he's he's exciting. He is an elite running back. He's going to a team with weapons. He's going to a team that has a history of winning. He's going to a team with a good defense. So the offense can have a ball a lot. Um, and first-round running backs put up big fantasy points. We usually see one every year, and I think this year's going to be Najee. Um, if he stays healthy, uh, and he he's worth, I think he's going to go in the top 30 of every draft, and um, you're going to have to figure out whether that's going to be your team or not. Yeah, I agree. Najee is going to go pretty high on boards, um, kind of like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire last year with the Chiefs. Um, and yeah, you got to decide if you want to take that or not. For me, I'm going to let him go, and I'm going to try to take other running backs that I trust more. Um, but if you, you know... I'm not going to be mad at you if you want to take a flyer and say, hey, I believe in this guy. Uh, side note, fun fact for you guys, another one here. I'm drinking some organic tea from Honest Brewing Company. It is a honey green tea. Don't buy it. This is not sponsored. It's actually anti-sponsored. Yeah, this is an anti-sponsorship. I guys, believe the brand is called Honest Tea, like honest and then the letter T. Yeah. yeah, Owen has not enjoyed his experience with this tea. So. No, we stopped at this really cute little pizza company in um, Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga, and Southside Pizza. Yeah, I what's give up? them a shout out because that was pretty good. Yeah, 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 that was really good. You guys got the what pizza? We got the margarita pizza. Margarita, supreme, and pepperoni. Dylan got their... Gluten-free. Gluten-free. Free said option. It, yes. said it was a good gluten-free option, yeah. which... Hard to come by. Yep. Good sauce. So yeah, shout out to Southside Market Pizza. I don't really remember Southside what that's Southside, yeah. Southside Pizza. Yeah. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, but honest, also not a sponsor. <laughs> honesty tea. Don't get it, guys. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Go get your uh, Pure Leaf. 
or gosh, what is the other one? Purely for there's one other one I can't remember. Anyways, uh, that other one with the golden label, yeah, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, probably. Uh, I'm thinking of another one. Yeah. Okay. Like peak? Is there one? Uh, gold, yeah. peak? gold peak. Gold peak. Oh, gold peak sweet tea, y'all. That's the one I would like to sponsor. Uh, so if gold peak, you hear this, no, give me a sponsorship. We'd like them to sponsor us. Yes, we don't want to sponsor them. We would like them. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Let us make that clear. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for correcting me and all my misterms. All right, next guy, Emily. Travis Etienne. Um, Etienne. Yeah, yeah. Etienne. Running back from Clemson, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, y'all. I'm going to hate on this pick for a while here. The Jacksonville Jaguars. 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 They have James Robinson, who balled out last year, was very fantasy relevant, very good. And what... Was he undrafted or was he a late round draft pick? He might have been undrafted. I think he was undrafted, okay? And he did phenomenal for you. And you go out and draft a running back in the first round? What are you thinking, Urban Meyer? Shame on you. And you know what? You killed everybody who plays Dynasty fantasy football. Gosh. Bro. Man, some dude is flashing his brakes at us right now. Um, Also, sorry about the car noise. A lot of car noise. We're driving very fast. Um, but yeah, shame on you, Jaguars. Urban Meyer for drafting Travis Etienne and not giving James Robinson the chance that he deserves when he balled out for you last year. With that in mind, those guys have got to split carries. I think Urban Meyer said that Travis would be more of a third down back. Uh, we'll see if that's actually true or not. I feel like you don't waste a first-round draft pick on a third down back. Um, you want a guy that you're going to play all three downs. Um, but yeah, I don't like this pick. I think he will be somewhat fantasy relevant. I think Najee has a better chance. Um, Nick, tell me how you feel. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that, where it, it doesn't make sense to spend a first-round draft pick on a third-down back. It almost seems like they're drafting for PR or for hype because he was a teammate of Trevor Lawrence. Um, it kind of seems like you're sucking up to the quarterback that you just feel like is going to be the the savior of your franchise um for from a fantasy standpoint etn's interesting because he is he is a really really good running back um but like Owen was saying they have james robinson who showed that he was a quality nfl running back where etn showed he was a quality college running back um they're gonna split carries that's not always a great situation to draft in fantasy uh so somebody to kind of look at the first couple weeks, see how much he's being used. Um, I took a pass on Kareem Hunt last year, who was like a third down back for Cleveland. And he actually was a top 10 running back, even as like their third down back, because Nick Chubb is clearly the guy in Cleveland. So uh, somebody to kind of watch, but don't spend a high draft pick on him. Um, again kind of maybe listen to what's going on in training camp for what kind of situations they're using him in how much they they're going to plan on using Travis Etienne uh, but and maybe just don't draft him and see if he's available after two weeks if he's putting in good performances I agree with that what do you think about his name Emily um it's interesting it kind of sounds like TNA or I think he's from it's, Louisiana, so it's he's got not, that It sounds bayou. like Spanish, I think but it's, it's that, probably that not. 
buy you. It might be Haitian. <laughs> yeah. So. Haitian. Travis Etienne. All right, we'll Etienne. see. We'll see how he does, folks. Give me the next one, Em. Okay, this is like the last one, I think. Well, kind of. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota, going to the Baltimore Ravens. I love this pick, y'all. Oof. All right. Rashad Bateman played for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Did he sit out this year, though? He sat out, and I'm trying to remember if he came back. I think I, he came back and then sat out again once. I think he sat out again. Because Minnesota sucked. <laughs> yeah, because they weren't doing as well as they, people thought Minnesota after they beat. Uh, they beat Penn State. Last Penn State, year. and then they won a bowl game against Auburn. So they thought Minnesota could come back and have a really strong year. That wasn't the case. So Bateman was like, "No, I'm I'm an NFL player. I'm gonna get ready for that." Yep. So I like this pick for Baltimore. They need another receiver for. Um, God, I'm struggling with names tonight. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Because um, they have Lamar, they have a good running back, they have Hollywood Brown on the outside, a speed guy, and now they have Bateman. I honestly, I think Bateman will have some fantasy relevant games this year if Lamar can get the passing yards. Oh, they also have Mark Andrews as a tight end. We we saw last year though, Lamar only averaged about 180 pass yards per game, and that is not a lot of pass yards to spread around to more than a couple guys to be fantasy relevant. So, if you want Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, and Rashad Bateman to be fantasy relevant, Lamar Jackson is going to have to throw for more than 180 yards per game. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So, I'm not going to draft him. I will watch him to see what he does. And if he shows promise, then maybe pick him up in free agency. Yeah, I agree. That 180 yards is concerning. But I think if you went back another year, you'd see probably something like 300 yards when he was just going off. Uh, that's Jackson just throwing the ball everywhere. And then everybody on his team became fantasy relevant. So, you have to kind of dig into that to see... Uh, and make a strong prediction about what's going to be the case in Baltimore this year. Um, I am from Minnesota. Uh, my family follows the Golden Gophers football team, so I've seen Bateman play or I've heard about what he was doing in college. And right away as a freshman, this guy was making plays. Um, he's a big receiver. He's fast. He's got the hands. He wins. He's like, It's not the physical stuff that jumps off the board. It's that he's a good football player. He is going to be a good NFL player. Um, I'm pretty sure about that. He reminds me of Alan Lazard, who fell off the NFL radar until he showed up and said, I'm a good football player. And Aaron Rodgers is going to show you that when he throws me the ball. So I think Bateman um, is more on the NFL radar, but he's he's in that category of this is a really good football player, and he's going to show that to you. But like Owen said, he's not going to be the number one guy. Um he might be worth a draft pick, though. Watch it. Watch that space. Yep. All right, Em, was that our last offensive first-round dude? Yes, I believe All right. So. We hit up all the offensive first-round guys. Now, because me and Nick are Minnesota fans, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings draft picks. They started the day off with trading away their number 14 overall pick once they knew they weren't going to get in on Justin Fields. So they traded back to the 23rd overall pick and still got the guy they were going to take at number 14, Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. 
I like this pick. We needed an offensive lineman. We need to protect Kirk Cousins. If you protect Kurt and he can have time to throw, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. I will even say top 5 quarterback in the NFL. If That's you, too far. But oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I could name the top 5 quarterbacks in the NFL. You got Tom Brady. You got Russell Wilson. You've got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then there's at least five more guys that are above Kirk Cousins. So he's not going to be a top five quarterback. But if you protect him, well, having watched Kirk played, he needs that time to make, because he's a smart player. Um, but when he's under pressure, it, it gets dicey back there. So um, I really liked a stat I saw on Darisaw that said he didn't allow his quarterback to get touched last year. So that that's what you look for when you're drafting offensive linemen, at least it, it feels encouraging to think, man, this guy keeps his quarterback clean. Yep. Darisaw walks into the Vikings organization as a starter, as a rookie, unless something horrendously wrong happens in training camp. He's the starter. He's going to replace Reef, I believe, on the left side. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah. I think he's going to be left tackle day one starter. Yep. All right. That was our first round pick. Everybody liked it. Can I? I want to add on to that. Yep. There's fantasy influence in drafting Darisaw that I would consider like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook bump them up because when the Vikings boost their offensive line, their offensive weapons are going to have better years. So I think if, if Darisaw is playing well, uh, their offense is going to be playing better and those weapons that have been fantasy, really, really good fantasy producers uh, are going to be, again, really, really good fantasy producers. So think about drafting Jefferson High and Cook High and even Thielen, who's maybe slowing down a little bit, but um, still a strong fantasy option. Yep. Vikings had no second-round picks. Uh, their third-round pick with the number two pick in the third round was Kellen Mond, quarterback out of Texas A&M. I love this pick because I want a backup plan for when Kirk Cousin leaves. We don't know if he'll get a new uh, contract after the current one because he costs so much right now. Um, and I told, I said in the first round, I want the Vikings to take Kellen Mond with their third, first third-round pick, and they did. I think there's potential here, and I really like that he can sit for a couple years behind Cousin to learn. Yeah, yeah, I think Kellen Mond's an interesting quarterback. He started off all of his years at Texas A&M. I remember watching him play a game back when Texas A&M played UCLA, and UCLA still had Josh Rosen as their quarterback. So he's been playing high-level college football snaps for a long time. He's been learning a lot. Um, he's got the arm. He can run. Um, I also like it just to put pressure on Kirk Cousins. We've They spent a decently high draft pick on a quarterback who was falling down boards. So that that's an interesting situation for Kirk Cousins um, that he might feel the competition behind him is a little stronger than it was last year. And that could result in him, I don't know, taking more risks, more, more production from him. Uh, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. It, it's what it is. So, uh, But Kalamon, he'll be interesting. Uh, it could be <laughs> third round, Russell Wilson, it could be third round, uh, think of somebody you forgot about. So, like, uh, we'll, we'll see. All right. 
Now, I'm using the Anchor app for this podcast, which gives us a maximum time limit of one hour, and we are four minutes away from hitting that. So because of that, we're going to end there. I want to say a special, special thank you to Nick, the math man, Olslager, for coming on and giving us all that great draft analysis and wisdom about fantasy football. Um, I want to thank Emily for coming on and introducing our draft picks. Did you want to say anything else, Emily? <laughs> nope. Nick, you want to say goodbye to the people? <laughs> Bye, people. Yeah, thanks, Emily, and thanks, Owen, for having me. All right. It's been a ride, y'all. We're going to exit with some galvanize. You woke up in the morning with a dishy to the boo, so I make it harder. Think about it, so many people do be cool, man, look smarter. And even care about those noses in the air and the crooked stairs.